like you ever felt. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Hello and welcome in. I'm your host, Jesse Moeller, aka Jim Moeller05, and this is the rantings of a fancy football fanatic. We're we're fully back in the offseason mode. We are rolling, steaming right towards combine time. What's that mean? That means rookie, hype, young players, all that fun stuff. So what I want to touch base on this week is a little bit of dynasty strategy involving trades and in particular certain types of trades. What you'll see a lot of times are what we call these deals that are known as package for studs, where you package together a group of lesser assets to go and get an elite impact player. Now, depending on your league format, like the starting number of players you have on your roster and the teams in your league, what side you lean on that can be wildly different. And I kind of wanted to break that down for you. Um, what this came from was actually discussions with one of my coworkers at the league winners, uh, Pru Patel. You can follow him at, at on Twitter, the Pru Patel. So it's T H E P R U P A T E L. And we were discussing this trade where we were going back and forth on Wandale Robinson for the 207. I had Wandale. He he had the 207. I didn't really want to give it up. Um, this is a 10-team Superflex League, to give it a little context to that. So, you know, the picks are a little bit more valuable in Superflex than 1QB. But you're a degenerate. You're listening in February, right before the Combine. You, you more than know your stuff on this. So we don't need to get too... Do detail on that. But we're going back and forth, and one of my group chats, somebody went and got Garrett Wilson, the second coming of Jerry Wrights, basically himself, everyone's favorite rookie wide receiver from the last season. And he packaged together three lesser assets. Like it was a Deontay Foreman, it was a Rondale Moore, it was a second, and I'm not a lesser known player. And somehow I don't understand how this worked out or what this did. But this got him Garrett Wilson. And I was like, how in the world did this guy pull this off, right? These are not not impact assets. Like, those are not even going to find a starting lineup. The only one was really Wandale that has any shine. And he's a part of this, this deal I want to talk about. But it got my mind thinking, why just do Wandale for the second when... Let's see if I can go get a big fish because I wanted to get an impact player because this is a 10-team league, so there's less starting spots. Each team starts literally 10 spots, so we have 10 teams. There's 10 starting spots. There's only 100 players that are starting each week, no matter no matter what on all the rosters, right? So if you have three or four truly elite assets, that's 30 to 40% of your your weekly output, those guys make a huge impact on your roster. Um, so I wanted to go over this a little bit on how we orchestrate this deal to work out for both of us and see if this is something you can do in Dynasty because we've seen a lot of this lately. People are going after these elite assets and even in bigger leagues where it's a little bit harder because they don't have as much as they impact, but we can touch that in a bit. So we'll break it down using like your traditional sleeper settings if you 
start a new dynasty league, you go to Sleeper, the the goat of fantasy football platforms of dynasty. You go and you say, hey, I want to create a league. It automatically sets you to 12 teams and it gives you 10 starting spots. So right there, right out of the gate, that is 120 starting spots. Now, if it's one QB, it's going to be nine starting spots. So it's a little less, right? So that chops off 12 spots. So that's 108. Anyways, not a big deal. Whatever. Now, imagine you're in a 10-team league. And say you're only starting eight. That's 80 starting spots, right? Those starting spots are more valuable. Those You really want as many impact players as possible. Because they have a greater impact on your team's weak output. On the flip side, if you're in a 14-team league that's starting 12 players, that's 168 players that are starting each week. That's a massive difference. That's literally double the amount of starting players. So you see how if you had all-in with studs in that format, it doesn't work unless you have the depth to build it. So if you have a team with CMC, Tyreek Hill, Patrick Mahomes, Stefan Diggs, you could still lose a lot because that's only... A four, like four of the starting spots, and you're starting, you know, like 12 or 14. Like the percentages aren't great. On the flip side, if you have that team, I'm gonna start eight or start 10 in 10 team league, those guys are much more valuable. So, this is what I was kind of thinking in the 10 team league, and I wanted to orchestrate a deal around it. So, I talked back up with Peru. I was like, all right, I'm fine doing the Wandale deal. But these are the guys I want. I want the 103 because he had the 101, the 103, the 104, the 109, and the 110. My man had stocked up a lot of rookie picks in this fantastic class. Why I wanted the 103 in the Superflex is because I wanted one of either B. John, Anthony Richardson for me if he gets the draft capital. If not, I'll be Bryce Young. Or Jameer Gibbs. Now, he pushed back on the 103. He said, I won't do the 103. He's like, but I will give up the 104. And I was like, the gold, like, let me get the 104. I want the 104. It's an impact asset. I'm going to get a stud player no matter what. Because realistically, the top four rookie picks this year are going to be the two running backs and the two quarterbacks of your choices. For me, it's Bryce Young. It's Anthony Richardson. Some people, it's David Stroud. Some people, it's Will Levis. But... You're going to have the wide receivers after. Some people have Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba that high. I don't. I'm not as big a fan of him as some people. Some people have Quentin Johnston, you know, the whatever their wide receiver one is. But the majority are going to have the two running backs and the two quarterbacks because those are the positions that hold the most value in Dynasty. So if you have elite assets as rookies that are coming through, those guys are always just going to just take the cake. The few exceptions are if you get a prospect of like a Jamar Case, Jamar Chase level, or sometimes even like Kyle Pitts. And I know tight end, we've seen how much of a bust that is, but Kyle Pitts still holds immense value. But realistically, you're looking at quarterbacks and running backs almost always early in drafts, right? Because they hold the most value. So people want those guys because they want to secure that value on their roster. So I also noticed that he had Drake London, and I was like, all right. What do I got to do to get Drake London and the 104 for you? I'll give you, I'll get, I'll happily give you Wandale. I'll, and we were kind of shooting names. I was like, what about Traylon Burks? What about Hollywood Brown? What about 
207, and I listed off a couple other guys. And he was like, you know what? How about for Crystal, for, sorry, for Wandale? Let's do the 207. I said, all right, close enough. And then he said, he said, I want to get Hollywood Brown for me. I want to get Traylon Burks. And I want those two. So I want that, those four for the two. And I said, let me think about it. I'll get back to you. Let's do the math in my head. I was like, yeah, Burks, Burks and Wandale. Pretty equivalent to Drake London. I'm, I mean, it's not for everybody, but if you go and like keep trade cut, that's going to be the value. And then we were thinking Hollywood Brown, the 207 for the 104. I love Hollywood, so I'm higher on them most. I know most people probably prefer the 104, but Hollywood's in that like 106, 107 range. So basically, get a second on top of it, right? Move up to 104. After we talked for her, one turned into like three or four hours because that's how dynasty trades go sometimes. We came to that agreement. And I kind of wanted to run my thought process and Prue's thought process on this as to why the deal worked out for us in this league. Now, you already heard him say it's a start 10 and 10 teams, right? So there's 100 starters. So getting those premium elite assets, even if it's not necessarily points-wise, and this is very much Drake London, he falls into this category. His metrics freaking pop off. Like, they're incredible. Like, those rookie metrics, on top of the fact he was a top 10 pick, he was the eighth overall pick last year, he put up a 29.5% target share. He was over the two yards per route run, and he had a PFF grade of 85 on reception grade. That's incredible. The only rookie wide receiver who had a better grade was everyone's favorite rookie wide receiver one, Garrett Wilson. He was incredible. I think London was actually better, and he is my wide receiver one from the class, but realistically, there's that top three. I would love any of Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Drake London. They're all basically tier two, Dynasty wide receiver for me, all top 12. I don't care. I want the cheapest one. And if you look at any poll, because Drinkland has scored the least amount of points, he scored 10.5 points per game. So guess what? He's the last on that list, even though his metrics were the best. So if I could get him, I was more than happy to do that. So getting those two elite assets was something I very much want to do on this team. And I had the depth to move those pieces where it was okay for me to move, you know, Hollywood, Wandale, and Burks from my wide receiver court. They're saying, like, that's a lot of wide receivers. It is to just just get rid of three for one, right? But I already have Cooper Cup. I have Tyreek Hill. I have Devontae Adams. I have DK Metcalf. Tyler Lockett. I have Christian Watson. I have Rondale Moore. That's an insane group of wide receivers in the seven. So I'm okay move it a couple to get another elite asset on the team because that's what I want. And particularly in this 10 team where I got plenty of win now pieces. I have also have Mark Andrews, I have Derek Henry, we got Ramondre. Like this team is stacked. I love what this team's at. So I was more than happy to make that type of move because trying to win this year. Um so this sets me up also with a rookie pick. Basically I upgraded the rookie pick, got a better asset. Like that's this is the type of move I would love to make in every 10-team start 10 league. If I can do stuff like this where package deals together, I'm all for it. Now what you're saying, like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What about the other side of the deal? Why would why would someone go for depth in a situation? Well, I'll, I'll tell you what Prue told me. So Prue was saying 
He wanted to break it down because his team needed more depth and he wanted to buy in assets that he views of being the wide receiver one on his team that have the ability to rise significantly in value. Now, they all do. They all are devalued pretty much. If you go on to keep trade cut, you have Traylon Burks as the wide receiver 21. Wondale Robinson is the wide receiver 43. Marquise Hollywood Brown is wide receiver 29. I still don't understand why Hollywood is basically wide receiver 30 in Dynasty. Like, the guy just, he's very good. All he does is just freaking earn targets and score points. He's, he's fantastic. He's not old. He's 25. Like, he's in his prime. He will be good. He was the one I actually did want him to part with the least because I expect him to score the most of those guys. I really like Wandale, but it's a lot of projection with Wandale. Um, I mentioned Drake London's league status. If we look at like what Wandale did, it's actually very similar to Traylon Burks. Wandale Robinson had a 19% target share. Traylon Burks had a 17%. His targets per route run were actually better. It was 0.23. Burks was 0.20. The yards per route run were basically a deadlock, 1.75 for Burks. One day it was 1.76. The difference was he only ran 129 routes. He was hurt going into the year, and he hurt himself later in the year. So he only played a little bit, but he was pretty good. Like, his PFF, PFF grade was 70, so he's kind of a gadget guy. So, you know, he does things in space, like short yardage, blah, 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 all that stuff, right? Um, the interesting thing is him and Burks both scored 8.6 points per game, right? So... They struggle to score as well, but they're good assets. I like I like both of them moving forward. In deeper leagues, I love getting those guys because those are good key like depth pieces to have to build around. And also, you can start that like, you could flex start them. Hollywood should be a wide receiver two. Sometimes he'll be a wide receiver three, depending on the week. That all depends on what happens with DeAndre. DeAndre's gone. It's going to be the Hollywood Brown show in Arizona again. They're obviously gonna bring someone in, but we saw what he did to start the year. He was fantastic. Like, he was played out of his mind. He was literally winning UEs. Most things are for him. He also dealt with injury, didn't play a full year. But we know this Hollywood Brown is, in fact, a very good wide receiver. He's small, but he's a very good wide receiver. So it made sense for where Pru was at. He wanted to build his team up, get some more depth, and kind of push for 2024. Like, he's 2023. His team is taking a step forward. See if he can come to the competitive side, maybe make the playoffs, you know, do that. And then in 2024, with all these picks he's had, they come to their second year, and then that's where his team makes his push. So I understood why he did the deal. Obviously, I was very happy to do this deal because it worked out fantastic for my team. So now I got two premium assets that I don't really plan on starting. They're just going to be bench guys for me because Drake London, he will start but necessarily doesn't have to start. So this is just securing the future with both of these guys who are going to be elite assets. And if it turns into Anthony Richardson, I'm thrilled. If it turns into Jameer Gibbs, the 104, love that for the, the running back room because our running back room isn't nowhere near as deep. Or, you know, get QB3, QB4. Like, I'm all for that. I have Kyler. I have Gino. I also have, who else do I have? Let's see, there's one more guy I'm forgetting. But let me see. I also have, who is it? Dak. So, you know, those are the big three QBs I have. Getting QB4, never a bad idea in Superflex, so I'll be all for that. Um, but, kind of want to give you guys a breakdown of this deal, which spawned the article that I wrote about the deal. Like, this deal kicked off this week and it started a frenzy. We had the article on League Winners. You can find it. Go to my Twitter page, you'll find 
the article where I break this down in detail, both sides of the, the deal, why it worked for me, why it worked for Peru, and I put the Twitter poll in there. And we are literally 12 hours into the poll. There's been a thousand votes. So you can tell this this poll grabbed people's attention. They Obviously, they saw the screenshot and they're like, whoa, Drink London and the 104, what happened here? What'd you give up? Oh, dang, you give up a lot of pieces. And there was a ton of comments. I had a few people, it was 75% in favor of me, 24% in favor of Peru. It's Twitter. I expect that to be how people view these deals. If you're getting an early first round pick and you're getting someone people view as Drake London a lot, like as that elite upcoming asset is your thing, they're going to, a lot of people are going to vote that way, specifically to If this is a 12 team, I had multiple people tell me if this is a 12 team, they might vote the other way. There's more depth. And if this is a 14 team league, I would actually almost rather go the other way just because I want the assets. It's a lot closer to 14 team league for me. Like if it's a 14 team, I would like getting the 104 still that premium asset. So I'd, I'd probably want to do this as long as I have the depth to do this. But 14 team league, it's so much harder to have good depth. Like that stuff is crucial. So it completely changes how you go about building your teams and rosters and things like that. So I kind of wanted you to let everybody see the deal from my perspective, tell you what I thought about it, and give you kind of, you know, what Twitter thinks. Everyone loves to pick some young players on Twitter. That's basically what this entire trade is. It's 104, 207, and then it's second year and third year wide receivers. Like it's a bunch of young guys. There's no old dudes in there, so there's not going to be age bias in this. Um, now, if you did put this deal in on Keep Trade Cut, it comes out slightly in favor for Peru, even with the quote-unquote package adjustment, right? The value adjustment, it gave my side 3,734 points. So it gave me 16,568 points. Or actually, so it gave me, excuse me, this book. It gave me 13,898 points. It gave Peru 15,054 points. It's interesting. That was This is the super flex setting. For some reason, it's worse than one QB. I don't get that, but whatever. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's in that fair trade, but it is very heavily on Peru's side. So it's pretty interesting. Now, if you go on to DLF, it's flipped the other way. You could turn the package adjustment on or off, but I have it set up for DLF, 10 teams. It's a super flex league. We have Drake London is four, 462 points. The 104 is 422 points. So my side is 884 points. Prue's side, he has Trey Lombergs, 326 points. Marquise Brown, 268 points. The 207, 124 points. And Wandale Robinson, 110 points. They're really devaluing Wandale. Like, that's basically saying he's not even worth a second round pick. So according to DLF, Wandale's a buy. But the total package. With the adjustment, it dropped it down 71 points to 758. So basically, it's saying the difference in this deal is a little, like 130 points. Basically, if you add another play into it, it's going to boost the size still. So it's saying something like Dallas Goddard, 160 point, or Rashad Bateman, it's like 200 points. But realistically, it's saying it needs 24 first or 23 late first. Added on this deal to you. So, for instance, if you add it on the 110, then it comes to basically an even out package, which 
getting a first round pick on that side might actually swing back the other way because that's a ton of assets, right? So just giving you kind of the perspective from two of the more popular trade calcs we have out there. Let's you know what I think. Um, now, it's always interesting how once you get to know trade calculators and what trade calculators value, you can sculpt deals that look good for you in those. For instance, the deal that looks great on Keep Trade Cut for Bruce's side, and on DLF it looks great for my side. So it's just it's interesting how they value different things, right? So this is also kind of brings me to the next point of this is like, don't be afraid to buy these elite studs, like even the old guys. So notice a lot of leagues, their value super young players at this time of the year. So. Go kick the tires on Cooper Cup, right? Go kick the tires tires on DeAndre Hopkins. Don't be afraid. I get it; they're old. Obviously, they're not going to cost as much. That's why we're talking about this. But you know, find what your league values and find what your league doesn't value. And take advantage. Um, in my deal, I found somebody that wanted depth and value depth, and I had depth to merge together, and that's how we get into the deal. But that's our deal for the day. So I just wanted to wrap that up for you guys, tell you what I thought of our deal, and thanks for stopping. Later this week, we'll be talking about the Combine once we get some testing scores, because right now it's just a blank slate, so we can't be doing that. So once we get scores from the running backs, the wide receivers, quarterbacks, tight ends, you know, interviews, see what everybody thought. We'll jump into that later this week, but this was our first jump back into the Dynasty, Dynasty space in the offseason. Happy to have you coming in. Thanks again. Don't forget, go check out my content on Twitter. It's jmoller05, so at J-M-O-E-L-L-E-R-05. You can find me at YouTube. At JMORO5. You can find me on TikTok. Same thing. At JMORO5. The only one username that I'm different is Instagram. That is the one and only JMO. Because JMORO5 was already taken. I couldn't do it. So I had to do something different. But anyways. Thanks for stopping in, guys. I'll look forward to seeing you later in the week. Sweet. And take care. Have you ever felt... Are you listening? Damn.